0: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy.
1: Fall Guy. the poster said.
0: See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read at PG 13. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer. The brand-new racing app for same-race multi-tips. Same racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Sports Day for
1: Kia. The
0: Kia Sportage. Drive Car of the Year. And LUMO
1: SA, Aussie-owned. Made for South Australia. Ben Hook and Richard Douglas coming to you live from Angle Park Greyhounds it's the Tab Adelaide Cup meeting this evening we've already had a bet and uh, sadly it's already run fourth and we had it in for third <laughs> so uh, we're a little bit unfortunate there but hopefully thanks to Todd Gray's tips uh, and I'll give them out maybe just before we wrap things up uh, Todd Grey uh, can find us a winner over the course of the rest of the evening the week's open line discover exceptional customer service week's homes discover different Uh t- a special guest here joining we us. Doug is thanks to Ty Power, Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer. They're buying power. Puts the power in your lane. The inaugural captain of the Adelaide Football Club, a legend of Glenelg, a coach at North Adelaide, uh, but more importantly and these me days, sound
0: very, very old. the CEO of the Little
1: Heroes Foundation, you've got a, a stake here of course, Chris McDermott, welcome to Sports Day.
0: Good to be here boys, hello Richard, good nice to, to see, see you, uh, love coming here, Greyhound Racing has been a really big part of uh, the foundation's fundraising over the last Five, six, seven years, you know, through Grantly Stevens, Matt Corby, when he was CEO, now Bodell Francis, and um, people say it's a bit of an unusual combination, but I think through Greyhounds as pets and mm. the adoption uh, programs that they've got running has been a great source of uh, revenue for Little Heroes Foundation and um, great for the Greyhounds to find new homes and be really looked after. and You see them on the streets now. Hookie, when you and I were kids walking the street, you'd see the greyhounds muzzled and whenever you saw one, you'd be a little bit... Terrified. I'm not going to pat that one. And now they are the most placid, Mm. beautiful dogs you could see and you see them out in the streets or in the park and they can roam free now. So... um, Everybody's happy.
1: Just tell us what you've got going on upstairs. I imagine you've got well, a, I've had a beer. of beer. Thank yeah. you very much. It's magnificent. <laughs> uh, there's
0: a little bit of hospitality up there and a bit of uh, corporate um, facility upstairs, so just get a chance right on the window. Uh, so you look out over the, the finishing post and watch my dog come last as they normally do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the worst punter. Yeah. You would think after you come so often you'd get a little bit better and sort of know what to do, but... Uh, I've been a bad punter for about 40 years now
1: but it, it's a I, I find it's a lottery this guy I mean yeah. how, how can you tell no. I, cause if, if in racing I'm backing jockeys rather than horses well, no one rides these things because then you've got somebody to tell off and, yeah, exactly. and, and, and get angry <laughs> and throw
0: your anger at now I've just got box one box eight box five oh, I've given up you know so uh, no I, I'm useless I'm useless I try really hard, and the more I try, the worse I get.
1: I, I won't lean on you about uh, what's going on with football, but uh, uh, do you follow it these days? I know you—you know—you had a huge media role, and I was just saying to Ducky, yeah. used to love listening to you on Double A and everything you did with special comments. Are, are you still involved? Do you follow it, Hookie, It's
0: a—it's a really interesting question, and the answer to that is um, no. Mm-hmm. So you know. You adore it for so long yeah. and you're involved in it and then you have children and all yeah. of a sudden op- uh, opportunity shrinks and priorities change and responsibilities change. So um, I stayed in it for a long time. The last two years, I've probably watched one game. Wow. Which after, I, I, I didn't miss. And if no. I didn't miss or didn't wasn't calling or having to write... You'd watch it on t- and, you mm. you know, you get in that routine where it's Friday night or it's Sunday afternoon and I'm watching the footy. Yeah. Everybody else, do what you like, but I'm busy, but life's changed.
1: I know you're, you've replaced it and there's other things to do, but do you miss it? No. No.
0: No. And I'm nearly 60, so, yes. you know, and it's been 45, 45 years, maybe 50 years of your life. So um, there are other things to do um, before that day comes when you're not doing anything. So, um, no, I don't. And Richard's probably in a better position to join us and talk about this, but I've found the game to watch in the over the last couple of years frustrating to the point of annoying, to the point of disinteresting. Um, and so the choice not to watch wasn't difficult, if that, that yeah. makes sense.
1: it mm, does. Absolutely. 100%. That was my question. What do you think of the state of the game? Obviously when you played through the eighties uh, and nineties, what uh, the game's changed a hell of a lot and a lot of rules keep changing. We try to always, you know, evolve with the game, but what annoys you about the game particularly today? What turns you off? That's long it's a
0: real you well <laughs> it's probably like that. You know, everything turns me off about yeah. it. You know, I just... Richard, I, I really... Like, like we all do, you know, eras change and you've got to be able to adapt with those eras and enjoy the evolution of the game. And I always have until the last couple of years. Now, did COVID play a role? It probably did and took a little bit of the, that interest out of it. And the game seemed to come back a little bit this year. But I think that the changing of the rules... The, the over-changing of the rules to, to a game that was largely great. And I, I'm always a believer that the game will fix itself. Yeah. You don't need people sitting in suits, changing the game, thinking they know how to fix it. Let it fix itself. Just breathe and get through it. And uh, they were jumping at too many shadows. It annoyed the you-know-what out of me. And, you know, what, <laughs> <Yeah. me>. and, <laughs> you know, I really enjoy SNFL footy and I love... Uh, amateur footy, so I go yep. to a lot of amateur footy. I go to Norwood Oval, watch the grand finals there, and well, my, my my brother's lad was playing for uh, Shocks Old Scholars. Um, unfortunately, they didn't didn't win, but um, I, I love that competition. It's really good. It's open and. Great fun standing on the beer having a He'll uh, having a beer.
1: Interested in your thoughts because you played in an era where it was very much part time. Obviously now yeah. we're full time, and I experienced that as well. And that sort of for me took the love and the joy out of the game because you're paid for it to become your job. You were part time. Tell us about how that would work with your life and you know football. You would sort of work full time and then come to training. You must have loved it and it was a real passion. It never felt like a job for you guys. No, no,
0: it's never. I mean, you, you know, towards the end, there was a little, it, it became a little bit more challenging uh, time wise, and players were starting to not work, but it wasn't the game hadn't moved professional. No, it was easy. You know, you, training was largely Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and that grumpy Sunday yeah. morning training, <laughs> yeah. which you which did. Um, slightly unwell on on a Sunday morning after a very late game, obviously hooky on a a Saturday night when the game seemed to go to about 5am or 6am on a a Sunday morning. Cricketers could have
1: some bad Sunday mornings we were still playing on Sunday afternoon. Cricketers had bad
0: (laughs) Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday mornings, not just Sunday mornings. Um, Yeah, look, I loved that part of the game where you could work and you could be distracted, it wasn't footy 24-7 and I was as much a footy tragic as anybody mm. and I think I would have enjoyed this era had I been born into it yeah. and not known the previous era but to be able to work to be able to train and to be able to enjoy football back then now, I've always openly admitted I loved the beer yeah. and loved the social side of the game and thought it was really important for that era no no it's not it's different here and now and it's changed but I love that part of it where game was over
1: yeah
0: <sharp inhale> and you could <laughs> enjoy each other's company and then start it all again
1: Monday morning. Uh, we're talking to Chris McDermott, the inaugural Adelaide Crows I apologise for anything I may have said. <laughs> no, it was, it was absolutely wonderful. And now, of course, the head of the Little Heroes Foundation has a great relationship here with uh, Greyhound Racing SA as we get ready for Tab Adelaide Cup meeting. We're doing it thanks to KO. Don't risk missing all of your team's matches of the T20 World Cup on KO Sports. Watch the T20 Cricket World Cup on KO Sports.
0: Whilst you're talking about the cricket, give me something, because uh, I've seen the Redbacks today not have a
1: great start. We, we talked about them earlier in the show, so we, we said last night, mm-hmm. at the end of day one, you didn't really know who'd won day one until we got mm-hmm. an hour into day two. Uh, Adam Boland, he's a gun, he yep. is a star. I mean, we saw it's him it, take, yeah. what, five for six in um, in the Asher series. Yep. Uh, last season, so yet
0: he's numbers what five or six in the Australian rankings, yeah. like behind
1: uh, yeah struggles from gone. time to time. Yeah. So South Australia, they're, they're playing a different game plan this year. They're not going to play spin unless you've got an absolute dust bowl. I think they're quick. Their complement of quicks is very good. Yeah. The problem with the batting is that if Travis Head and Alex Carey don't fire on marginal wickets. You just you worry about our firepower and our, and our ability to lose momentum and lose wickets quickly. Yeah, and that's what happened again today. So second ball, Weatherall, who's a good player, nicked one. Carter looked okay and then gave a pretty soft one to mid off. A couple of guys nicked through the middle order. Um, McSweeney, we we're talking about Nathan McSweeney, who I think is a is a good player, but I just I'm not convinced on his role batting number seven and then being sort of the part time spinner if we need one. So where's Pope? I don't think he'll play unless we get really significantly turning wickets. We were talking about this last night. It's a huge challenge, Bone, because South Australia used to play on Adelaide Oval, big ground. Now we're playing as many games on Karen Rolton Oval. I tell you what, mate, it is a postage stamp. And if you're bowling leg spin on a postage stamp with blokes who've got barn doors for cricket bats... It's a tough gig. You're fielding on Main North Road, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, uh, Port Road, yeah, yeah. yes. Port but, Port road. Stick someone in the foyer of the New Royal Adelaide Hospital yeah. because that's where you're getting hit to. It's, it's a really tough gig. I don't know what the future is for the Lloyd Popes of the world because... In particular, at this time of year, you are always going to get slow, slightly seeming wickets. And that just plays into the hands of a guy like Adam Boland. So um, I'm certainly not giving up on the Redbacks. I think they'll be really competitive this year. I think they'll have a lot of games where they'll take 20 wickets. We've just got to find with the batting that we've got, a capacity to put runs on the board. And you're going to play on marginal wickets. Hobart is always a bit dicey. Um, Allen Border Field you should have seen that wicket it was as green as the synthetic grass they've got going on over there the big tab sign here so you're going to be playing on wickets that are 200-250 is going to be a good score as often as not you've got to find ways of getting that plus a bit of GST
0: Is the Western Australian kid a superstar that they've Something unbelievable, is, yeah, really?
1: yeah. So uh, Wiley Teague Wiley, his yes. name is, made the most incredible 100 against uh, New South Wales. When well, no one else could make a run, 18 yeah, 18 yeah. So and and was hitting straight down the ground, playing the most elegant straight non-drives you've ever seen. It wasn't just flashes to wide balls. Now here's something pretty special. You get a hundred um, in first-class cricket before you've turned 19. There's not many who've done it, yeah. And you're talking about guys like Greg Chapel. Uh, Ricky Ponting. Ponting yeah. Do you remember Tony Handrican? Yeah, he he, yeah, it, yeah, you know, yeah absolutely. he he flamed out a bit early. He's probably a bit before his time, Tony. He was a real wonderful player early in his career but there's only six who've done it in history. Three South Australians. Um, Colin Colin Andrews, I think it was. Colin, I should remember his from the 1920s. And then I know about um, you
0: a bit before my time you might remember hooky, but Richie and I are a bit, you know, past nineteen twenty. Hendrick and
1: Greg, you follow me in other sports? We've you know, we've been talking about the basketball, the live golf. I mean that looks like it'd possibly be coming to Adelaide. I can talk to you about that as yeah. well. Well
0: I know no, basketball it might, might, have you seen Wetanyar, the, the the big boy, the seven foot four bloke, uh, who's an eighteen year old. Um in the NBA? Yes. So he's just played two trial games over the last couple of days. Scored 39. Oh no! Two days ago, 37. He's seven foot five, um, and I was, I, I've been watching him with my son all day today. Now he's got in. He's French, and he's stood next to Rudy Gobert, who's seven foot one, <laughs> and dwarfed him. The- this kid. They said he's so far number one pick next year. The club that picks him, they're talking about a $500 million improvement to their fundraising and ability to sell stuff on the back. You've got to see this kid. He he shoots threes like Damien Lillard. Yeah. And he's 7'5". And 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 he can, yeah,
1: just drop in a a dunk as well.
0: He is, when they say generational players, this bloke's got LeBron, even LeBron said... Yeah. Yeah. He He goes 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 okay. He goes okay. Hey, um...
1: (laughs) Former player at Glenelg, former player at the Crows. Do you catch up with any of the old boys?
0: Uh, we occasionally get together for a lemonade or two or three. And uh, it's,
1: it's funny because,
0: you know, past, we've all gone pa- different
1: ways. Past player groups at footy clubs are really important these days, aren't yeah. they?
0: Yeah, and like Crows haven't done it well. And I've been a bit critical. critical. I'm not sure what, what Richard thinks, but uh, of their um, priority of it. And I understand, you know, it's a lot games of games to win, members to serve, people to look after, seasons to to deal with. But I think it's a really important part of a footy club and that culture and that history, that's probably just dropped off. And I think, I don't think it'll ever can get brought back. They've got to put a line in the sand soon and say, where do we respect it? Is it now mm-hmm. just two thousand onwards? But otherwise, you're losing years and years of players that have done a lot for the footy club. Still want. To be associated, daily, weekly, whatever, but just don't feel an attachment.
1: Was it difficult in your era where everyone was it was a conglomerate? You still had your links to Glenelg, and you know, guys had their links to Port Adelaide and North Adelaide and West and those sorts of things. Did that has that made it a bit more challenging to get that established because guys had that original link? Uh,
0: From my perspective, no. You know, I think you know, I know when. you know, Tony and I, Tony McGuinness and yep. I, started. We made a pretty strong decision that this was the club, and as much as you love Glenelg, Glenelg yep. and your other, it had to be all about where you were, and the other place just had to be parked. And you know, the, you knew you, there was a time where you'd go back, but it was too important. So um, it, it's just it's lost its way, and maybe the world's changed and maybe that year was just an era and it's moved on from that and it's just an old era that we like a bit like you know watching Bradman make his hundreds back in the day when you think he's bowling fruit that bloke I'd make a (laughs) hundred against him but so you know it's a a hard call but it's a history's always a great memory, and maybe that's where it should stay as a great memory.
1: We're well, here at Greyhound Racing you SA. Uh, you're the CEO of Little Heroes, um, the Adopt a Greyhound program. If anyone wants to adopt a Greyhound, $150 donated to Little Heroes. So get on board.
0: Yeah, and it's been magnificent. We're here down here in a couple of weeks' time, so I think it's Saturday, October the twenty-second. Uh, I'm down here for adoption day, so it's always a good chance to come along, say g'day, see twenty-five Greyhounds, see them all get adopted on the day and um put a little money back in the back pocket of Little Heroes Foundation. Bone, great
1: to chat to you. Thanks so much for your time and uh, enjoy the night. Good on you boys. Thanks. Thanks. Good to see you, Richard. Good on you. Chris McDermott there from the Little Heroes you Foundation. Too, I didn't mean not you, <laughs> yeah. I, very, well, he's he's all about he's the special man. No, I'm just no, uh, just the just the, the converted. You're just bill. a pretty face. <laughs> Lumo energy. 100% Australian owned with energy plans and great local awards made for South Australia. Don't go away. Plenty more to come right here on Sports Day.
0: Sports Day for Kia, the Kia Sportage, Drive Car of the Year, and LUMO SA, Aussie owned, made for South Australia.